There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box for Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! No! Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast and another defeat to talk about. Sadly, this time against High Flyers Southampton. Uh, 12 points is now the gap between the Millers and safety. It's probably too much. Um, but we'll talk that. We'll see what everybody else thinks. We'll talk about the game, a few incidents to cover. Uh, if there's any Southampton fans listening, Mick will upset you. So, that's, so stick around for that. Um, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll go through what we've got. Mick, how are you doing? First of all, football. Um, how are you doing? I'm all I'm all good, mate. Thank you. Apart from the football, yeah. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than football, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's it. Danny, how's it going, mate? Um, yeah, <clears throat> everything outside of football is going really well. But it's just a shame that Rotherham play the football that they do. But I <laughs> it's his own fault for supporting this club. To be fair, yeah. we've only got ourselves to blame. I was thinking about this earlier. You know, last season, last season we were going, why can't we have a really boring season where it's all over by March? Well, we're getting it, guys. We're getting that season. <laughs> um, just not quite the one we wanted. Um, Joe Twitch says, we think we're down with it about that. YouTube users and Sarah Ogden, Mark Hall, Graham Linder, Power Mad, Kelbert are all with us and plenty more. Mm. Uh, Holly wants to say hi, lads, especially Danny, who made, who me and my mum, Nikki, finally met at Southampton game. We were all Jimmy mm. Lynn's fans. Uh, pleasure to meet you both. Just yeah. about the result. <laughs> was this before or after you were super excited about the beer machine? Um, more or less just after. I think I still had the the fresh new beer in my hand at that point as well. Um, but yeah, we just I think it was still two 0 at that point, so we just didn't pull it round. But um, yeah, pleasure to meet both you and your mum, Holly. Um, Harry says Richardson out, Tony Stewart out, Sam Todd out, Miller Bear out, get the cook out, get the security guards out, get them all out. Let's start again. Get us out. What? Get us out. Us out. Get us out of the club. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we asked on Twitter for people's positives for any moments that made you smile. We've got some. 
Um, a few people mentioned the anthem, Kimmy Mix and Donna mentioned, uh, Donna says, definitely the album, anthem, we've been singing it every week, in the ground in the north, but not always together. So she said it gave a goosebumps um, and helped the atmosphere for, you know, until to, to up for three minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan Cudworth says, when the offside, flint, uh, offside flag went up after five seconds into the game, that was a nervous laugh. Yeah. Um, Chris Chris says Peter Kirsten playing fantastic despite him apparently not wanting to play. He doesn't want to play, does he? Um, yeah, I don't know why people keep banging on about how well he played. He's not. He don't want to be here. No. Um, my funny moment was nothing to do with the game. We went with a little girl. She's got a bucket out and she lifted it up and it looked like she wore a sailor's hat and made me laugh out loud that it looked so stupid. Um, <laughs> that's what kind of game it was. That's the kind of positivity that I'm bringing from it, Danny. Your positivity was the beer machine, wasn't it? Your mm -hmm. moment. <laughs> yeah, it was. Beer. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's San Miguel, so it's the same old oh, £5.50. But um, no, just because I'm a technology nut, the whole thing of like with depressurizers, the cup fills your pipe and then repressurizes it, all it machine, etc. Um, so yeah, so at least we've um, catching up a little bit with um, fan service mm -hmm. on the concourse, which is nice. Mm. Um, and I've also noticed there's a slight loophole with uh, the new beer machine as well. You know how normally the uh, the kiosk closed for the second half and so you can't get served? Yeah. Now you can still get beer throughout the entire game. So I don't know if it's... Uh... Yeah. That's the main selling point. Now you can get a beer from however long it is before the game right up until the end of the game because nobody checks it. <laughs> He's eight. Um, yeah, it's, it's sending us down a little bit easier, I think, if they keep that in place. <laughs> Yeah, uh, John Morales says his funniest moment was me posting his uh, my positivity in, in regards to getting result in the Discord before the match. <laughs> Stupid, but we've got to win at some point. I was just thinking we might finally do it. Um, yeah, I don't know where to start. Let's start with where it leaves. Well, what about my funny moment? Oh, apologies. You, you've all oh, before we started, oh, you didn't yeah. Have one. yeah. Um, so it's, in the last five minutes, you managed to think of one. Well, no, uh, to be fair, I didn't think it was funny to start with, but I've been thinking back, I think it is now. We spent all week moaning and groaning about this playlist that we we're going to put on before the game, and everybody's moaning about it. And then so they, they play all these songs and then interrupt every single one of them. With an announcement, <laughs> which, which seemed pointless, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. I agree. That was that was a bit crazy. Uh, Paul Rhodes, how that was Jerry Forrest doing the halftime draw. You missed that, Mick. You missed Jerry Forrest. Yeah, uh, I love Jerry Forrest. Yeah. yeah. Um let's start where it leaves. We're 12 points of Huddersfield battered Sheffield Wednesday. Um which should on its own is normally a funny thing. Yeah. Uh, sadly it puts us 12 points adrift, you know, four wins away from being four wins away from being level. Uh, mm. probably probably another point on that because of goal difference. Um we are we we're not happy. We don't we we don't try to be happy clubs, but we try to be positive. You can't really put any positive spin on our current situation, really, can you? No, no, you can't. I mean, it, it, difficult as it's been all season to try and put a positive spin on on the way that we've been going, um, it, it makes it even more difficult now. Um, yeah, th there's not a lot you can say. We just got to get us get our heads down, see how close we can get. Um, yeah, that's it, really, isn't it? We, we've got no we've got no choice. Got no choice. Um, we are where we are now because of what's happened in the past, and I'm sure at the end of the season, when we when we do a sort of review of the season, we'll uh, we'll be able to come up with many many reasons as to why we are where we are. Um, but in the meantime, we've just got to 
just going to try and enjoy it. Get what we take, what we can take from the rest of the season, um, and uh, start rebuilding for next. But it's not. I mean, mathematically, obviously, it's nowhere near. So just keep plugging away, see what happens. Um, but it, it's looking pretty grim as we sit at the moment. Yeah, it's one of those things like, that Shelley says here, you need four wins without others. That makes it a lot worse. When, when, when you're nine points, if you can somehow string two wins together, you're back within three or four points, yeah. and that's on. If you win two games now, you're still at least six points behind mm. the, the, the guys in front. So you need to win three on the bounds to make it slightly interesting. And we've won three games all season. It's, yeah. just, it's just so completely unrealistic um, that we're going to make it even slightly interesting, I think. Yeah, um, I think as well, because we were nine points and it was you know still a few games ago and it was just ticking over at nine points, it's like well, we could somehow you know tr still try and claw this back, whereas now we've looked at 12 and we've just ticked into February, it makes it even more of a tall order. Um, I don't agree with the people saying Richardson out already. I know. Uh, I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know. I know. Some people say it tongue in cheek, but at the same time, we said this after the game, didn't we? I think our objective now is to bloody as many notices as we can mm -hmm. in this league and still put in a good account of ourselves and just see where it leaves us. Um, and you never know. Richardson might be the first manager to win as a league title since. Um, that's what that's one for in the comments. How long is it? Is it often one? Early 90s, late 80s. Yeah, so Richardson might be the one to do that next season, but I'm getting too far ahead of myself right now. But, um, yeah, <laughs> just a bit, just a bit too far in front. Yeah, yeah. but you know, I'm optimistic for next season now. I have written <laughs> yeah. off this season already. We're now on the optimism for next season, and that's, oh, like it, that's what helps me sleep at night. Was. <laughs> like uh, yeah, well, that's where we are. We look so far ahead to get any kind of positivity. Um, yeah, uh, Harry asked if to come Wednesday relegators. I think nothing they can. I think it probably it'll be early April, the earliest that would have expected. Late March, early eight, uh, early. Late March, early April, I would have expected, um, but that's that's the kind of range we're looking at, I suppose. Mm. Um, it's looking grim for us. It's looking really grim for Wednesday as well. That puts him eight points adrift of Huddersfield as well, which again is a massive gap for them to, uh, as they know, all about me, massive gaps and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's looking like a couple of South Yorkshire derbies next season. <laughs> mm. be fun. That could be fun. Um, yeah, basically with the comments saying, saying the same kind of thing. Um, what we've got to take point. So, Liam Richardson's here, Mick. I don't yeah. think anybody realistically thinks there should be a change in between now and the end of the season. I, think it, I personally think it'd be stupid. Um, so, what does Liam Richardson need to do? We'll talk about the game in a minute, but between now and May the whatever, is it about trying to install a playing style? Even if half of these players are iron next season, is it about trying to install a bit of a playing style into these players? Is it working out who's good, who's crap, so he wants to offer new contracts for? Is it setting a standard? What's Aim number one now that survival's kind of off the table. Well, uh, survival's not off the table. It's not because mathematically, I know what you mean. You know, so you don't, you don't. I'm, there's no way that you're going to start saying he's going to start saying, "Look, we're down." Let's. Oh, not in public. No, you know I, what I mean. Um, players, but it, it's, it's about instilling some confidence into this team because I, I, I still don't 
subscribe to the point of view that this the players that we have in this in this squad are not good enough for this division. I don't subscribe to it. Mm. I just don't. Um, you know that many of them have played in this division to a high level and to a high standard previously. So I, I, I'm not buying it still. Um, the, the issue has been confidence. The issue has been tactics under the, under the previous regime, um, and and probably personal battles. I, I guess if that's the right term between management and players. Um, I, I I don't think that, um, that that there's any sort of confidence of any kind running through this squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so his job really is to just like like Danny said earlier on. Let's bloody a few noses. See what happens. Nothing will happen. I think the reality of it is, and we're all we've all supported football long enough to know that in this from this position, it's it's virtually impossible to get out of at this stage of the season, um, given what's gone before this season. So you know we're we're we're, we're realistic, but I wouldn't. I'm not waving the white flag, not yet, I, and I won't until until it's absolutely nailed on positive, impossible for us to to, to stay here. But I'm also realistic, you know. Um, but but from from Liam Richardson's point of view, he's got to have one eye on next season. Clearly, um, any talk of sacking him is 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 like you say is just stupid. It is stupid, um, you know. And we're getting the same comments, aren't we? That we had we've had previously. That you know, he's 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 boring. He's not interesting. And you know, I didn't realise that were a qualification that you needed to have to be a manager. It's <laughs> obviously obviously missed that one. Um, but you know. He will do. He will do a good job. He will do a good job. But again, you know, we we keep saying, and we've said it for many, many years, and it takes time. And unfortunately, things keep changing for us um, in terms of managers and everything else. But um, yeah, he's just got. He's got to instill some confidence in this team, and just, just like I said, bloody some noses, cause some I, problems. I do think it, it. We can see that. Richardson has instilled some sort of confidence in the squad because no matter which way you swing it, we have improved defensively. All right, fair enough, we are still conceding goals, but that's just the nature of how we are this season. However, um, since Richardson's come in, we have been a lot better. And I'm seeing people in the comments about him, like one up front at home, etc., etc. But mm. it's because he's trying to match up against teams that effectively monetary-wise and squad depth-wise, have no right to be able to compete with us in the same division, but yet here we are. And he's tried to match up against it, and that's probably why we had one up top against Southampton, because it was about trying to match them up as best we could. Um, but as we said on the post-match, it was probably a case of Russell Martin working us out better than we worked them out. Um, and some people have said, yeah, maybe we should just go for it for the rest of the games, but then that just plays into what you've just said, Mick. There is no white flag yet. There's no white flag until the R is next to our name in the league table. So why would Richardson line up in a different way than what he thinks would make us competitive when we'll, we are still being competitive right up until the last game of the season? Because that's just the nature of football. We were, right, we were competitive right up until the last day of the season in the horrific season with 23 points, but we still competed until the end of the season because... You know, if you're down tools in football, then it's not a competition anymore. It's not a competitive league. It's just a friendly, you know. And so by him matching up and trying to compete with the bigger teams and um, and, 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 again, and, and against the odd situation which we do find ourselves in, 
if he doesn't try and compete with that, then you'll never get confidence in the squad. But I think by still trying to be competitive, the squad will gain confidence. Like, you know, we are still good players and that also plays into the bloodied noses aspect that we talked about, where if we do go out and bloody some noses, it's still a confidence booster for Mm -hmm. the squad. And yeah, in the long run, it might not make a difference this season, but any players that are still with Richardson next season, it will make a big difference. You know, it, it feels like it's a longer game at this point, which it is. You know, it's a longer game. If football was a, it was a one-season thing, everything just stopped, then, you know, clubs would fold and players would never play football again. But it feels like it's a longer plan. That's what, that's what I have the vibe I get. It's a longer plan and we've just got, you know, the mucky end of the stick as it stands at the moment. But that's that's me. Yeah. If you have mentioned the quality of the players and like what you just mentioned, Mick, I think it's, I think individually these players are good enough. Mm. They are good enough. Sean Morrison is good enough to play at this level. Cameron Fuse is more than good enough. Corin Bramble probably that's that's questionable. Uh, Ollie Rathbone on his day is capable. T he's capable. Nombe is capable. Hugo when he stays with feet is capable. There's an issue in what in, in, in tactics obviously pre- previously mm. and, 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 posit- and positivity and, and confidence in the team. I don't. For me, there's not a question on on quality of player particularly. Maybe one or two instance, instances. But the, the issue is everything else that surrounds the club um, at the minute. But anyway, that's... Yeah, I mean, uh, what I would say is, it, it, and, and a lot of comments, a lot of people in the comments are saying the same thing, and they're right. It's the, it's all about the attacking intent, and there is none, you know? Um, and, and we'll go into the game in a, in a bit, but, you know, you saw as soon as we put the ball in the box, we caused, we caused problems, mm. and, but we're not doing it. Um, yeah. We're not doing it anywhere near as um, as much as we did under Warney. I mean, that was all what that was all that Warney was about: get the mm. ball in the box, cause some problems. Um, Matt Taylor was completely the opposite. You know, yeah. he, he almost, I don't know whether he banned it in training or what, but it was just there was there was just no way that ball was going into the box. Um, Liam Richardson. Well, the the jury's out at the moment. When we do get the ball in the box, we're dangerous wherever we are, whether we're home or away, and we've proved that. Um, yeah. But it's not it's not being done enough. Um, possibly, Cohen Bramall might be one of the issues there in his ability to cross the ball and from that from that left hand side. But Kioso, he's he's more than happy to do it, you know. So it is the attacking intent ultimately. Yeah, it is. Um, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the, the, the start, Danny. Oh, I know you missed the goal, but because um, <laughs> you're enjoying, enjoying the beer machine. Um, but instantly for me, it was, I don't know what we were trying to do. We were no. playing in a, a really, really high line against a Russell Martin team, which mm. just blew my mind completely. I, I, I think he was trying to make the midfield congested to make them for, to force them out wide. But all it did was just allow them. We saw within five seconds, whatever it was, it, it, he could have timed his run and been in there. He, he timed mm. it very badly when he's a mile offside. But within five seconds, you could see that we had set up completely wrong defensively, and that's how the second goal came because that that setup was was completely wrong. I I spotted it within within him. I'm sure everybody else did. That's mm. it was so such a wrong way defensively to set up for me. I, don't know, I could be wrong. Well, like I said. Um... Richardson settles up how he thought we could counter Southampton best, whereas Southampton set up in a way that, you know, just just countered our counter effectively, which as much as we like to give Russell Martin grief, especially me, um, 
it was a perfect chess move from him, I thought. Um, and it's put us on the back foot straight away. We we've talked about confidence, obviously. If you've been put on the back foot within five seconds, whatever confidence you had has gone straight out the window. Um, and that's probably played into us conceding within the opening four minutes as well. Yeah. But again, I think it's... Um, uh, we've, we've talked about Richardson wanting to change things, but I think it, it's been such a bad light shone on his decision-making if we'd have changed things within the first 20 minutes and gone, oh, we've... we've oh, you need we've to step back. Wrong just, yeah. just tell you something, I'll stick 10 yards exactly. back or whatever Exactly, just 10 yards solid. back. Just keep it at arm's length and basically just rejig yourself and go again. But um, again, that plays into what Muscle Martin did. I don't really think he gave us time to just keep them at arm's length mm and just back off a little bit until probably later in the first half, potentially, mm. um, and after they'd already scored, which when uh, which was when uh, Hugo went close and just missed the bar, wasn't it? Mm. Around, around 13 minutes or uh, so? Wait, Caffel. Caffel went ahead, well, some, some, something like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, if it's within the first five seconds, like, don't get me wrong, I was late to the game. Um, so if, it's, if we've set up so negatively... In terms of how Southampton was approaching the game, then you know questions do need to be asked. I think, but Richardson is still learning on the job. That's that's my yes. opinion. That was it was really. For, I don't know what you think, me, but I thought it was incredibly naive to set yeah. up that kind of way. You got Shadams. Yeah. I'm not. He's not. He's not going to do 100 meters in nine seconds. But he's, he's a quick player. Brian Fraser is not quick, but he's a very very clever footballer. Adam Armstrong can run from deep and spot these runs and can make that runs. You're just inviting, please, please put the ball over the top and run onto yeah. it. It's not why we consider the first goal, obviously, but no. it, it's it, why we consider the second goal. It's why we consider the second goal, exactly. And the absolute irony of conceding a goal, a long ball goal to set up to a Russell Martin team, is just, it's not lost on me. I don't know where it's lost on anybody else, but it's certainly not lost on me. Um, and that's exactly right. We were we were so high up. Um the, the way to the way to, to to create problems for Russell Martin's teams is to press. Every single time we pressed them yesterday when it wasn't very many, no. they made a mistake. They put the ball out of play or they, they miscontrolled or, or whatever. They made plenty of mistakes and we weren't pressing enough in order to to to, to, to capitalize on them. Um, you, you're right, he's trying to condense the pitch. But unfortunately, if you're going to do that, you've got to have the pace at the back and you've got Sean Morrison in there who's not going to, who hasn't got that pace, you know? Um, so it, if it, had we got Hacks and and, uh, and and Cam Humphreys in there, then mm. and possibly and possibly uh, Colin Bramall with that pace, then mm. potentially you could p- perhaps utilise that. But you've got to, you've got to have... You've got to have something in front of that, and in front of that has to be the press to stop those balls coming through, and it, and it wasn't there unfortunately. Um, so no, it wasn't. All yeah. right. Um, yeah. Uh, let's go. I'll comment. John Wilson Richardson has always been a defensive counterattacking manager. I don't see why suddenly changing it. But yeah. That high line was was opposite to that, wasn't it? That wasn't what it. Yeah, and again, I'm stuck on one point, I suppose. Here, but yeah, um, Chile agrees with us uh, on that one. Um, Martin Wright says, play to our strengths while we're playing three centre-backs and have done for the last two months, I've no idea. The only position we have a depth is central midfield. Forward back with a four-in diamond and a two-up top would be the way to go for Matt Wright. 
We'll, we'll come on to some other performances which play into the system. But let's cover the first goal, Danny. I know you missed it, but I'm sure you watched it back. Mm. Um, sloppy. Just really, really sloppy. Um, I mentioned this on the, on the instant reaction last night. You've got to do better than that. You've got to do the basics right. And it was just amateurish, that, that defensive, that defensive corner. Yeah, now I've watched it back, I'm inclined to agree, but <clears throat> the vibe I'm getting is it is quite a lot on confidence. Like I've just mentioned about Southampton putting us on the back foot straight away and not being able to keep them at arm's length and go again ourselves. That's where the sloppiness comes from. Mm. Um, it, I, I believe it's a, it's a sloppy uh, clearing header. I can't remember which play. It I think it was Hugel, I'm not sure though. It, it, whichever play it was, it was a sloppy defensive clearance. It's one of those where it's just like... The, the desperate effort to get rid of it straight away mm. that if it's another game, Hugo might leave it and someone else might clear it out of the box yeah. like, and send it more towards halfway line or into a stand or whatever. But they don't get a good connection on it. Southampton player does and 1-0 down. Um, but if memory serves, I believe it took them longer to score at New York than it did at St Mary's. Something. Oh, that's all right then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's all right then. Um, see, just clipping the wings of optimism, lads. You know, it's like, yeah, we went one nil down in four minutes. We went one nil down after two minutes at Southampton. So, and I hear yeah. two minutes makes all the difference sometimes as well. <laughs> yeah, Gilbert uh, says it was Revan. Um, ah, with the football. Um, that, that, I mean, that, it's, it, the clearance. The clearance is only part of the issue, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the second part of the issue is who's marking the lad who scored, and, and the answer is nobody because we, we we're doing partial we, we're doing this sort of partial zonal marking from corners, still, which I I, I is I can't get my head around that. It is pointless. It does not work. It's been proved so many times, hasn't it? Time mm. and time and time again, it does not work. You know, and it, it, because what happens is you always end up with a man free. Yeah, and that's what happened. It was a poor clearance and absolutely no marking. You know, it, it, it's it's just we it's a gift we gifted them a, the goal from that. There is no way at this level we should be conceding goals like that from a corner. Not on not on this earth. Um, you know, it, it's 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 really poor. And you can't be giving teams like Southampton, Leeds, who are going to play next week. We mentioned this. You can't give them a leg up because if you give them a no, leg exactly. up, the game's gone. The game's done. You can't yeah. be doing that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just so frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then comes the second goal, Mick. Uh, I found a comment from Liam Richardson in the post match from Paul Davis article quite interesting. He said, "I can accept if if I can accept if people make a mistake if it's a technical error." But I can't accept people not working hard. You have to make the recovery runs, win your races, your tackles. Yes, recovery runs is the is the is the one I'm going to zero in on there. Yeah, because Hax did a down. decent job. He did his best. He was on his own. And he did a good job of pushing. Can't remember mm. what it was whatever Fraser. I can't. Remember, I think it was Fraser mm. wide, and then <laughs> nobody else runs back. You watch the replay, and I haven't watched. I've only watched a couple of replays. That Sean Morrison not not almost walking back. Everybody else is just sauntering back. They should be sprinting. And Adam Armstrong sprinted. He was, he did exactly what he should have done. It was really, yeah. really good. Great striker's instinct. Yeah. But I felt so sorry for Hacks. I felt sorry for Victor because there's got to be more than that. There's got to yes. be. 
I mean, that it's just it's it's woeful defending that, isn't it? It's absolutely woeful. They've got so much time. That ball comes up. That ball comes the ball to to whoever it was at, at back in the Frazier, I think. Uh, it came over the top from a defender. Mm. It came from a defender. How much time do you need to see what the problem is? It, it's just, I don't honestly, it, 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 it's it's schoolboy that. Um, and 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 as you say, you know the commitment for players to 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 make those recovery runs, as Liam Richardson calls it, it it's not acceptable. And I, if I'm manager, I am absolutely throwing teacups and air dryers at half time for that. You know, it's it's an absolute disgrace. And we've gifted Southampton two goals. We've given them two goals. We might as well just allow them to walk it in. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and it, why? It, it, it's just. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not putting it down to confidence. You know, you've, you've got to be better than that. You've got to be better than that. That's a want, that, isn't it? That's not confidence. That's a, that's a it's want. It's desire, yeah. It's desire, yeah. absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I guess if we're being really harsh, Victor will be kicking himself because he got he probably, arguably got enough on that to save it and, and it's gone. It's squirmed underneath him, but he shouldn't be having to make that save. No. You know? Um, and and the, the, like, I say, like I said earlier on, about the, the, the irony of conceding a long ball goal to a Russell Martin team, it, it just kind of puts pin out on it. It's like it's like Russell Martin putting two fingers up at us in it and laughing after <laughs> everything I've said about him. You know, I'm surprised it kicked you out in crowd and point at you. Yeah, fair play, fair play. I I would have put my hand up. I'll shake your hand on that one, Russell, because that is, you know, you can't do that. No, you can't. You've got to at least try. No, you know, if if if, ever, if somebody gets back and they still score a goal, you can half accept it because they've made, they've made those runs, they've, they've done it. Yeah. Um, but that was just not good enough. And that's and that's that's the thing, Danny. That's that's the thing where we we talk about the, people mention the comments about quality. There's no question of quality from the defenders in that goal. The question there is not wanting to do your job properly. That's not a quality issue, and that and that's that's what I'm, that's I think that's what we're all trying I'm trying to make on here that that. They should be wanting to get back quicker than that, and that's the problem that they're not wanting to do that, or not seeming to be wanting to do that. Yeah, that's um, something that I picked up on watching <laughs> watching the replay, and I can understand Richardson's comments after seeing that. Adolphin is working his ass off to try and stop. Um, was it Fraser that had the ball at the mm. time? Was it Fraser yeah. who scored the goal? Um, so he's working his ass off trying to stop Fraser, and there is no one around him within the camera frame, which is a good what 10 yards or so at that distance, other than Fraser on the ball. And was it Armstrong, the goal scorer? Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, he, and he comes steaming in, and then suddenly Morrison appears, but he's about five yards behind him. Yeah. Um, and you know, in football, we don't point fingers like because it's a developing thing, the ball could have been stopped before that. Um, whether it was from the long ball attempt or with a dolphin, but uh, or with Victor pushing it round the post, if we're being hypercritical, but the spotlight certainly comes on to Morrison, and it might have been Pelsier, it might have been somebody else being five yards behind the defenders. Mm. Um, I don't know whether again, I don't know whether it's a confidence thing of oh, we've got plenty left in the game. We'll we can sort this out later, or if it's just a lack of oh, we'll leave a dolphin to sort it, and. Like Richardson says, that's the bit that's frustrating. Like, and that's the recovery run side of it. If you're not doing, if you're not making your recovery runs as a defender, it doesn't matter how old you are, you aren't doing your job properly. 
And I think at least, if I put a percentage on it, maybe 75% of the blame for that second goal does fall at Morrison's feet because he's not done the recovery run required to at least challenge Armstrong. You know, mm-hmm. if, if Armstrong still scores from that position and Morrison has challenged him, right, and put a bit of pressure on him, but he still dug out um, a shot and scored, fair enough, we can sort of accept it a little mm-hmm. bit more. But the fact that Morrison's five yards behind him and it's more or less just him on his own, that's where the frustrating frustration has built up for it. And like you say, mate, the teacups and all sorts in dressing room, if that's me as a manager, because it's from a player of Morrison's calibre and experience, that's him not doing his job properly. Mm. And as a captain, he should be leading by example and having a hyper focus on doing his job properly. The pelts as well. I don't. I don't know where. I, I, again, yeah. I don't know where pelts was for that as well. Because that's pelts side where the ball ended up going. Mm. Um, but like like Mick said earlier, this is what happens when you have, when you have to play Sean Morris and Lee Peltier in the back three. There's no pace there. No. Um, so, yeah. but yeah, it's frustrating. Very very frustrating. But um, on the upside, Cam Humphries is back on the bench. Yes. which is massive. It's huge, but it's a, it's would, it's six games too late. Would you have brought him on? And I. I <clears throat> I would have, I wouldn't have done because the game's almost gone. Being in a centre half doesn't really help. No. And if he comes on and does something, you're just yeah. kicking yourself for 20 minutes of football in a game that's done. No, no, there's no way I'm bringing him on. No way at all. Under those circumstances, nil, nil, maybe a different matter. Yeah. You know. Are you as well, Dennis? Him? Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with Mick with this one. Yeah, me too. Um, I agree completely. Craig says, problem is Rotherham is an easy place to come. There's no physicality, no atmosphere. That's that the, that seems a soft touch. The team and managers should hit into New York Stadium, but it just isn't the case. I don't any more earlier this season. They didn't like it. Now it's a bit softer, yeah. sadly. Uh, Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, let us pick a positive. Patrick Clinton says it's the best ref we've seen in a long time. So mm-hmm. Singh, I think, was his name. Um, excellent referee. Didn't take no crap from either team. Um, let the game flow for the most part. Didn't have any big decisions to make. I don't think, to be fair, if we, if we, you know. But he was, um, yeah. I was very, I'm very happy to see him back there at New York Stadium again, which is not so very often when referees come to town, do we? I think it's a requirement to be a Premier League referee these days. You have to get the New York Talk seal of approval. Correct. And he's Correct. got it now, so he'll be a Premier League ref next season. <laughs> because, because Mike's in the comments, can I just say that Mike, that is everything that I've asked of 
a referee yes. all season and for many, many seasons. He was top draw, absolutely top draw. And like you say, he took no, he took no messing from any of the players. He was consistent across the board. He, he was his decision making was excellent. Given a couple of ex, a couple of throw-ins that went went awry, but that I think that were more more down to the um, more down to the linesman than than the ref. It's quite an imposing figure as well, you know. Isn't oh, it? And, you know, excellent referee. Mm. Clip that, Mike, because. <laughs> I don't know. I don't happen very often, but yeah, top draw, top draw. Yeah. Um, Joel says, "You know, you've been crap when we've been, we're publicly praising referees." <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was really, I thought it was really, really I, good. I mean, we lost, we've lost the game, and we're still, but we're still praising the referee, you know, and and uh, uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know, but no, he was excellent, really, really good, and I, I, I love him every week without a doubt. Win, yeah. win, lose or draw. I'll have him every week. So anyone says that we're more inclined to berate a referee when they've lost, ah, yeah. going against I'll that. There's one example. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Found says I don't like it when this Mickle loves referees. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. I don't know who ref is next week, but well, I'm sure we can fix that away at Allen Road, can't we? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I doubt. Dave Scurry says he feels so for us because we've all aged about 10 years this season. God, the I thing is, we're used to it, aren't we? I was, I was yeah. speaking to a Wednesday fan last year. We currently hold first and third on the lowest points total in the championship um, with 23 and 29, I think. Um, there's potentially a third entry going this season. Um, <laughs> first, thing I'm third. first, second, fourth, whatever. Um, so, yeah, we're used to this. We're used to the nonsense of being rubbish. Uh, Matt Mill says, clipped, very good ref, but here's me complaining about a poor decision not to play advantage to us in the second half. When he stopped playing to book the players, yes, yeah. that's yeah, I agree with that. I didn't, it was Klukas. Ah, the, the important bit though, he booked uh, one of their players, that's the important <laughs> bit. <laughs> I think to, to, to counter that, yeah, arguably it was a mistake, but it the, you know, referees will make mistakes, and uh, and and I'm not, I'm not trying to be smart here, you know, I'm not saying he was a he got 100% of his decisions right. correct because he didn't. Uh, but he was consistent. That's all we ask as supporters. Please just be consistent. And he wasn't giving the stupid John Hugel falling on floor fouls all the time, either for us or for them. You know, um, which which has to be commended for me. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, let's come on to another a positive performance before we come on to a couple of negatives. Um, arguably, Danny, the most baffling transfer decision of recent times was letting Peter Kioso go out on loan to Peterborough. Mm -hmm. um, remember, we didn't want to play, though. Just don't forget everybody. He's refusing to play. Um, but Peter Kioso was my man of match. You know, Victor pulled up a couple of good saves. And I don't know whether this is me taking Victor for granted, but I thought Kioso was excellent. He was everything I wanted right wing back. He was winning fouls when he needed to. When he, when he got himself in a bad, bad position, he won a foul. Uh, it, was a, it was bombing on, trying to win headers in the box. When we have crossing the ball, Crossed the ball three or four times, something like that, uh, as well. Uh, it clearly took his toll on him because I think he was struggling towards the end, which is to be expected. It's a, it's a step up for playing at Peterborough, uh, to playing at a, a decent level. Um, I just thought it was excellent, I, I just thought he's, he's what we've been crying out for. I love that little jib at Peterborough at the end, no. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I, I completely agree. I think if. 
you, you take uh, Limakisa and Kyoso and, and put um, say Limakisa's best performance um, against Kyoso's performance against Southampton, and I still think Kyoso's better because mm. he's effectively what we've needed in right back. You know, he's strong in his tackles and he can win tackles and not get muscled off the ball. Um, like I say, he bombs forward, he gets crosses into the box. All right, mate, accuracy, mm, but not the story of our season again. Um, but at times he was further forward than Hugo was, trying to you know effectively kick the game on a little bit. Whether that this is the desire to you know not play for us ever again after this season and force a move somewhere else, ooh, you know, um, or he legitimately cares and wants to put a shift in, legitimately cares about about his football and and wants to do well. And yeah, I think if it wasn't for Victor pulling off some stunning saves in that game and effectively keeping the score as it was. Kyoto would have been man of the match. And I don't think it's going to be too much longer until Kyoto gets man of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, he's it, just kicked on really well. Like you say, it's, it's probably took his toll on him, the intensity step up. Um, but it just highlights how much of a silly decision it was to let him go. I mean, a lot of people say, why has he gone out on loan? And I personally think it must have been um, a personality clash, uh, a clash of ideologies or something. Um, and that's why he went, but Richardson's brought him back, got a look at him and just gone, yeah, he needs to play. Mm. And I wasn't surprised in the slightest to see him start either. Um, so again, we've sort of pulled it back from oblivion and found a positive again, haven't we, lads? We have, we do that. Um, low, I mean, I'm not saying it would have made much of a difference because the rest of the team played a part. But there were a lot of mistakes that Dexter made that based on that 90 minutes I saw yesterday, Kyoso wouldn't have made losing yeah. ball in key areas, things like that. Um, it's just it was just brilliant. It's almost as though he's a more experienced player, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, you know, um, who's strong going forward, strong at back, good in the air, and puts balls in box. I mean, what else would you need for uh, from a from a wing back? Um, well, you know, we'll we'll let him go out on loan and bring in bring in a nineteen year old who's not had a full season mm-hmm. at, uh, at top level uh, or at any level, uh, and that's not that is not a dig at Dexter Lembakisa because he is going to be a player. He is going to be some player that lad, you know. But he, but unfortunately, Matt Taylor threw him into the, the sort of um, the deep end, if you like. And unfortunately, he was he, he he came up wanting, but that's not a surprise given his age and his experience. Why why would he not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that Matt Taylor made quite a few mistakes during his tenure, but that by far and away outstripped any of them, you know. By letting Peter Kiosa go out on loan, just bizarre, a bizarre decision. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I think Kiosa's going to get caught out defensively a few times yeah. because, because he likes to bomb on. Don't mind that, I don't mind that at all. If you're going to be positive and, and create the positive actions that, that the managers talk about. Don't mind you getting caught out occasionally. If it's every week, then we've got a conversation to have, haven't we? Um, mm. But I yeah. thought, yeah, it was um, it was what we, what we were looking for, uh, what we have been looking for, should I say, sorry. Um, and to mention that the young kid came on from United. He looked okay. I think it, it, it looked, from the 10 minutes we saw, it looked a good deputy for Kyoso. I'm sure we'll yeah. yeah. need a deputy. Called it, by um, the way. Say again? Called it, by the way, when we, <laughs> when, when we announced him, called it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, let's talk about some other performances that were less sparkling. Um, Jordan Hugo, Mick. 
<laughs> getting frustrating. Yeah, it's particularly yesterday was really, really frustrating. Uh, he tried to get yeah. himself in a battle with uh, Howard Bellis, which kind of worked for five minutes. Yeah, but did. then it was just he was giving the ball away. His layoffs were slow, or they were too quick. Um, he didn't hold up the ball at all yesterday. It, it, that no. was nowhere, um, and it just didn't give it a platform. And uh, people complain about one at top at home. And I don't mind one at top at home. It's, it's fine. I don't. I don't mind it. It's, it's a valid for me. It's a valid tactic, but not when you play like that. That's not work. You can't play one that person to play like that up top. Uh, well, at home or away, that doesn't work. No, it don't. I, I don't want to slay our players. I don't. But it, unfortunately, he's just he's just not been up to it, has he? He's not been up to it. And and he's a he's a he's an experienced footballer who who should should be able to compete quite easily at this level. And he's just not. It, it feels like, and I'm not saying that this is the case. It just feels like he's not really interested. You know. He can't be involved in the press because he hasn't got the pace to do that. Um, he, he has an eye for goal, but his eye for goal feels to me like it's in the wrong places. You know, mm. There were a couple of opportunities yesterday where he had the ball where he could have just a quite a very, very quick, simple pass, a short two or three-yard pass, and it would have opened, opened things up. And he, he turns into trouble and he, and he does it quite regularly. That's over and above. Obviously, they they're trying desperately trying to win fouls. You know, when the ball goes, when the ball does go along, he's more interested in the defender than he is the ball. Um, if he does win the ball, he doesn't tend to find another man with it. It just feels like he's not really he's not really um, engaged into in this. You know, he's he's just kind of treading water almost. Um, I'm not saying that's right. That's just how it, that's just how it comes across to me. Um, I wouldn't have played him yesterday anyway. No. Um, I would have, I would have had Nombe on from the start just simply because of his pace and the need to be able to press. We 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 had to be able to press this a, a Russell Martin team. You have to, um, and we didn't do that. We didn't do it, um, and and it starts from the front. And Jordan Hugel is not going to be able to do it. Not without, not without a lot of help, uh, and, and Cathal I thought did really, really well in in trying to back him up. But he, he was ploughing a bit of a lone fur up there, weren't he? In, in terms of the press, uh, so I felt a little bit for him to be fair. But now, he, he, unfortunately, and, and and the chance that he did get with the ball in from um, from from Kioso, a striker of his quality has to bury that. Mm. I'm sorry, but he has to at least hit the target. And if he hits the target, that's in. Mm. You know, and then it's a different game. It's one apiece. And they and they they are fragile. No matter what you say, Southampton have proved this season that they are fragile. Um and, and you know, who knows what could have happened from then on. Probably nothing, because we didn't create a great deal else. But neither did they. Neither did they. Um, and and I'm, I know people are going to argue. Oh, they took the foot off the gas. So, well, did they? Did they really? You know, they hit the post. Victor pulled off a couple of good saves. Are you telling me that they'd rather win two 0 than five 0 No, not at all. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not saying that. They, I don't think they did. I think we 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 kind of we kind of gaffered them a little bit, particularly in the second half. You look mm -hmm. at you look at Liam Richardson's games. That that is that is is the games that we played since he's been manager. 
the first half of the games, we just try and stay in games, and that's what we've tried to do. And we've been quite successful at that away and at home. But in the second half, in the main, not every time, in the main, we tend to be a lot more positive in the second half. Um, and we were yesterday. Um, I, I, I'm not convinced that they've got another gear. I don't think Russell Martin has two or three gears. He does the same thing. He does the same thing. Time he does everything time. 100 mile an hour. He does whatever he yeah. wants to at 100%, I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, but but John Hugel's got to score that. He's got to hit the target with that. It was it was on a plate for him. Not for It wasn't on a plate for any of us, but for yeah. a, a striker of Hugel's quality and experience, that's got to hit the target. Well, there's that. And then Shelley says... Um, so there's two two I want to say uh, Harry says needs to try more yet yeah, uh, Reben Kafukioso all making runs he's not even in the box uh, yeah. and also we had one from uh, Chris Tedder when Reben shot just before half time Hugo should have been there for a tap in oh, yeah. but never yeah. gambled to get it in then Shelley says Hugo's not got no service what's he supposed to do he's trying to, he's got plenty he had plenty of service he had plenty of help yesterday Danny for me yeah uh, beyond him in in attack. Why, why are you allowing your fault your fault to be further up the pitch than you and attack trying to attack a ball when you're not? There's no I don't, I'm not buying that he didn't have enough service yesterday. I thought I make I agree with Mick. I thought Kaffer had a decent game. He's he's been asked to do a lot of dirty work, Kaffer, which I don't think suits him. But he's mm. doing it and Hugel's not doing those dirty works. And and, and I don't I don't get it. Loads of people agree with Mick, loads of comments. Numbe's got to be started. If you're gonna play one up top, it's gotta to be Numbe. I know he's not the physicality, but he gives you everything else. That you need everything else. I disagree. I'd say Numbe does have the physicality for it, and is and not, uh, not as physical as Hugo's as all. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Um, he's not as physical as Hugo is, but he's he's hardly built like a pencil. You know, um, he's still going to be in there yeah. challenging for the ball. Um, but no, I, I agree. From from what I saw, Hugo had plenty of service, and we were better and we were better at being a bit more in Southampton's faces when Numbe came on. Um, I think the ball into the box we were providing sort of gave a little behind the curtain peek of what the plan might be for the rest of the season, which is to have Charlie White um, in that position. Because yeah. uh, obviously he, uh, Richardson knows his game from his time at Wigan. He's not played too often with him at Wigan for whatever reason. But um, the ball into the box idea sort of plays into what Richardson did at Wigan, which is why we've signed the young lad from Sheffield United, A, as cover for Kioso, but also, in his own words, he's a player who likes to push on and get balls into the box. Mm. Um, and, <clears throat> all right, Revan needs work on his uh, delivery, but he's starting to do that a bit more as well. Good yesterday, Revan, I thought. Yeah, exactly. Kioso's doing it as well, making those runs, like we say. And, maybe some t- and sometimes it's not about... The service directly to the striker for him to get his head on it and score. Sometimes it's the service in for the striker to upset it and someone mm. latches onto it, um, which is sort of what Cafu does a little bit. Also, that calls into the question like the two up top idea where it could be X player and non bay, for example. Um, so, yeah, I think with with Hugo's game, um, he's echoing a lot of like his, his attitude, the way it comes across, is that he's already like, oh, this team is going to be down next season. That that's how it feels anyway, without making the runs into the box. But the players like Nombe and Eve at times when he's been on as well, 
Um, and some of the players are still like, no, we've, we've still got a fight on our hands here. And I think they're the players now that are putting in the decent performances, but, but they're also the ones that aren't trying too hard. I still think Ollie's trying too hard. He's trying too hard to change the game himself, which which mm. is both which is both a criticism, but also but not quite um, a praise because it shows that he, he gives to about it, but he's just trying a little bit too hard to do it himself. You know, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, it does. I agree. We're coming to it. I'll wrap up in a sec. Um, Shelley says, trying to win a game, trying to stay in the game is, and is it good enough? What, what the first thought don't concede when you go behind. Bottom of the league, losing, need wins, something has to change. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, <laughs> but we're playing Southampton. You, you've got to be, you've got to be smart. You'll see it same next week against Leeds. You've got to try and be smart and try and stay in these games, even if it is at home and it's annoying. You've got to try and, to try and stay in those games. There's not much Lee Richardson can do about the, the lax defending. For the first goal, that's down to the individual players. Mm. Um, we can talk about obviously the, the high line, which I wish I wish I wish I wish I didn't like. Um, but staying in the games is what is what is what it what is what works. It happened. It's what kept us up last year. We stayed in games and picked up points on whatever. So that's fine. But you've got to be better at it, I suppose. Mm. Um, let's talk about the uh, Mick. Uh, Mick the Danny mentioned there. Sorry, Mick that about Rathbone, took Jimmy Lindsay in, into there as well. I don't know what's happened to those two. Jimmy Lindsay, Jimmy Lindsay might be a one-off, but I'll start with, let's start with Jimmy Lindsay. I know Holly's in the comments, so sorry, you won't want to listen to this bit. Um, but I don't know what was wrong with Jimmy Lindsay yesterday, but he was well off it. Um, yeah. And Rathbone didn't improve. Rath, Rathbone, I just, I don't know what's wrong with Rathbone at the minute. I just feel really sorry for him because he looks like just a shadow of a, of himself. Yeah, J Jamie Lindsay just wasn't on it at all. He was he was a yard behind everything that was going off. And I accept that they were they were very quick on the ball and you know they were able to play around that midfield. But um Jamie Lindsay's pretty good with his positioning usually and he's able to is able to, to sort of mitigate that and, and he was just it was just completely off it. I don't know whether he's ill, whether there's been some issue in terms of you know him expecting to be playing for Wrexham this weekend and and you know with a transfer window. I don't know. I don't know, but he was definitely off it. Um, I remember. I remember describing um, Tom Eads when he first came, having had no match fitness, as having a touch of touch like my garage door. Well, unfortunately, that was Ollie yesterday. Ollie yeah. took the garage door mantle yesterday, didn't he? Because everything that came to him just bounced off him. Um, not sure. Not sure what what the issue is there. Whether there is an issue, whether it's just an off day for both of them or what, I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it weren't great for either of them, to be fair. But it didn't really impact the game, did it? Not really, no. No. Holly uh, says Jamie's pace was a bit slow yesterday. Yeah, mm. it was. Um, Harry agrees Lindsay wasn't his best. I went to say, yeah, they head turned by Deadpool. He wouldn't be the first person, Danny, would he? They look at yeah. Chile last season and a few others, Ben Wiles. You, you're going to have people that have off days. When your head's not right, like, when you play Southampton, your head's going to be on it because you'll get mm. punished. And that's kind of what happened. It, it was off it. Mm. But I kind of have faith that Jimmy Lindsay will be back on it next week. And he just seems that kind of guy where he can be affected, but I don't think it'll be for very long. Yeah, there must have been a lot on his mind heading into that game. And, you know, we're only human. You know, I think mm. we all underperform sometimes when we've got a lot of stuff on our mind, especially in the workplaces. Um, I'm guilty of it and I work in a pub. You know, Lord knows what it's like for a footballer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think. Lindsay's one of those where he'll probably check it off and be back to 
you know, the Jamie Lindsay that we've come to admire quite a lot, um, maybe against Leeds because it's a derby and, you know, it's going to be a, maybe a little bit of a fiery contest, which, you know, Lindsay likes. So, mm. we'll, we'll wait and see. Lindsay to score a hat-trick against Leeds. You've heard it here first. Holly <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, says, don't think we've found the perfect midfield yet. Need to try the Cardiff guy here in a motor. Mm. Can we just say on transfers, by the way? We did a three-hour show on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. We did 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock. And they announced two signings after we closed at 5 past 11. I reckon they've done it on purpose, you know. I reckon, yeah. had, I reckon they've had the podcast up in the office on a big telly. And they've just gone, hey, look at these clowns. We've only announced that <laughs> we've got two more. To, let, let's just wait until after deadline. Ha ha, very funny. We know what we, you've been up to, you know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it, we must have applied for an extension, surely. Surely must have, something must have held those two up for them being out so late. You know, we announced Charlie White after I'd took the bin down ready for tomorrow and I've come back and suddenly there's number three appeared. I was raging. At that because it's just like, well, it's it's you know, just gone midnight, no, it'll happen now. Surprise. Um, but just talking on the white side in briefly, that strikes me as you know, a little bit of a um, a cheeky one from me. Mm. Where you know, we'll see how he does this season. Richardson will probably go back in for him in the summer, yeah, that like contract, yeah. I suspect Wigan needed. It, it, it was on a lot of money when Wigan originally signed him. So I, I suspect there's a lot. There's a bit of getting off the wage bill. Uh, he's one of those players that if he can get him going, he'll score at any level. But you've got to get him going. You've got to get the things mm-hmm. doing that we managed the best of him this year potentially. Um, you know, Viva says we were never going to escape from relegation since December. He says the damage was done. However, the future looks good to good to him. Uh, Richardson is is if he gets the same backing as last season, we will get back up. Um, positive, I like it. Matt Miller said, I wonder if we coached on how to advance play from throw-ins. How many times yesterday was no one making themselves available and we had throw-ins, we just didn't watch. And that's, is that a confidence thing or is that another want thing, Nick? You, you <laughs> often see this, teams at the bottom of the league, you mm. see players hiding behind the opposition. You know, I'm, I'm moving football, but I'm not, I'm just hiding behind this other guy. Yeah. And Mike, bang on that, that's, that's a real feature of this season where people are just hiding, really. Yeah, confidence, isn't it? Nobody wants nobody wants to make the mistake, do they? Mm. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's certainly how it feels anyway. Um, yeah, not great. Not great. No. <laughs> that's not great. That's, that's absolutely right. Uh, Matt Tiller says he gets a lot of sticks as Shelley. Uh, he brought Fred in and Lim Richardson got rid of him. Fred at least gave us a attacking threat and you could get excited when he got the ball and then he got forward. He's injured. Um, mm. He wouldn't be available for at least another six weeks. And the thought was, I think that they could get somebody else in. Didn't get anybody else in, although we sort of did. But yeah, championship yeah. minutes, fun. Um, <laughs> anything yeah. else we need to cover? To be honest with you, it's just <laughs> we've got another three months, this guys. <laughs> yeah, but, but the pressure might be off pretty soon. I mean, it's nice, it's almost off now, isn't it? You know, um. The pressure only comes back on if we win the next two games, which we're not going to do. Leeds and Leeds and Ipswich away. I accept we're not going to win them. Uh, Hull. But, Le- sorry. Leeds away yeah. at Hull. Yeah. Win the next two games and all of a sudden pressure's back on because we're only six points away. Nah, it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. That was a joke. Just <laughs> for the purposes of, <laughs> of anybody who wants to give me some stick for that. Um, but, but yeah, we'll... Yeah, just enjoy it. These are the times... 
make the good times even better. Yeah, I suppose you'd take a season of this for another Kelly moment, wouldn't you, Danny? No, he's not here anymore. No, but you'd take another one. We we by the way, let's finish on this, because the Georgia Kelly news sort of hit us like a ton of bricks on deadline day. So let's just cover this off, Danny, because I know Georgia Kelly's an average footballer, and I know he's probably at best a League One player, and I know all this, and you can all talk to me about all this, but I have gutted when he left. Just because of the person and what he's done for the club only briefly. Um, it was just an absolute shock that he's gone. And we're all going to miss Georgia. Even if it was only for 10 minutes per game and there's the season, we're all going to miss that. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm going to miss, you know, like you say, just the person that he is. I think that's the biggest blow of why he's gone um, and the moments that we associate with Georgia. I mean, we might be a bit lucky and we don't have to play him next season because Carlisle Eichels are also bottom of the league. But, um, you know, maybe that might be a little bit of a, a saving grace. I wouldn't really want to see him line up against us, to be fair. Um, but I also get why uh, he has gone. Um, and unfortunately, Richardson's had to come in and do what most new managers do and make decisions that the fans don't like, one of which is getting rid of Georgie on a permanent. Um but again, I can see why it's sort of freed up the space for White to come in um, uh, for a player that, you know, let's face it, wouldn't really get many minutes in the championship for the rest of the season. So I think it's a move that sort of, looking at it from the from the broader perspective, probably benefited Georgie more than it would have benefited us um, because Georgie needs to go out and play. And I think he will with Carlisle. Um, and hopefully he cracks on and his career keeps going from strength to strength because <clears throat> it went from strength to strength with him coming to us and now it's just game time that he needs and I think he'll do well. Um, and, and he's still got a little bit of Rotham United with him because Josh Kale's still there and he's recently come back from injury too. Oh. So he's not completely said goodbye, he's just said goodbye to the red side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I hope we see him again at some point just... Um, Maybe at one of Kev's legends night in 10 years or so, rather than in an opposition yeah. shirt. Yeah. Um, I remember said we should have kept Georgie in a museum so we could all look at every game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Kev was agrees, but it is a great move. I think it is, it is the best move uh, for Georgie. Mick, it is the best move. It's, it's, yeah, it's sad when these things happen, but it is the best move, probably all around, actually. Look, the, the, as, as, as football supporters, whatever your club, you can look back in your memory in your memory bank at, at those sort of seminal moments throughout your football career. You know, a football supporting career where you can just remember the that unbridled joy that a particular moment gives you. Uh, we don't have many because <laughs> we've not won many. We've not won much, but Georgie gave us one of those, um, and and he'll always be remembered for that, won't he? You know. Those of the, those of us who were lucky enough to be there at Gillingham that day, I, I I'll never forget it. I'll never ever forget it. And it, yeah, that's what football's about. Those moments, um, and 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 Georgie gave us one of them. So you know, it'll always be sort of we'll always remember him for that because you do, don't you? You know, it was just so such a, a magical moment. There's been, there's been loads, you know, but and, and every football fan will have them. Um, and George is one of ours. Yeah. 
Yes. Anything else we need to mention? We've we'll asked about contract. We'll maybe cover that Thursday because we've got a bit more time previewing. Give a bit more time. But is there anything else we want to mention from the Southampton game? Do you want to give any begrudging praise to Russ Martin finally, Mick? No. Pray the hatchet. I think I think Mike put in there in his comments earlier on that I don't like him. No, I don't. He's a one-trick pony. Is Russell Martin, and that's that's his problem. He is a one-trick pony, and it, and he's dropped on his feet because he's inherited a. Hundred hundred million pound squad that, that are capable more often than not of putting into practice what he wants to do, what, what what he wants to do. But if they get promoted, he'll get found out in the Premier League. So yeah, I don't like him. No, um, I'm not going to give him any. I'm not going to give him any sort of um, uh, compliments other than the fact that he, he did us with a with a with a long ball goal, which I hope that hurts him a little bit. <laughs> because there weren't 15 passes before. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, he's, like I said, he's a one-trick pony, his lad. And he's got more air than me. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Danny, anything else you want to mention from uh, from another defeat? Um, well, it was a defeat for Rotherham, but um, I'd highly recommend people go to the ice hockey at some point because it's mint. It's mint. Nah. I went to the Steelers game afterwards um and still one nine three and right I, I will pitch this to you guys and anyone in the comments as well it says a lot when there's more atmosphere at ice hockey than there is at Rotherham matches no is, but, but they, they didn't go down four they didn't, they didn't go down one nil down inside four minutes did they yeah and that, that's true but some of the songs that they play are like more you know uplifting um but yeah, and, and like the, the pre-game playlist is a lot better as well. But anyway, 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 um, but yeah, get to a Steelers game because it's really fun. Okay. And one of the players is apparently from Rotherham as well. So hey, there you go. There you go. Um, can you imagine Mick's face if uh, when he's <laughs> yeah. absolutely great? Get there first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get there first. Um, uh, Richard Richard Brown says Kojak's got more hair than you, Mick. I don't know who Kojak is. Not anymore, Ian. Okay. Oh, should we move on from that? He's been dead a while. That's probably why. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. Move on. Um, I don't like chances of survival. Sorry, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, Mike, we may as well end there. Thank you everyone for being with us again tonight. We will always try and be as positive as we possibly can. Happy though, mm-hmm. Yeah, even though it's an absolute shed of a football team at the minute they'll still <laughs> still keep oh mike, mike says when's the beard coming off when we win a game <laughs> picked a stupid season to do this dinner um yeah it'll come up when we win an away game or the end of the season i'm not keeping it post the end of the season because oh you're changing goalposts now are you no i think i'm pretty sure i said that. i'll be single if i keep if you keep doing this um <laughs> imagine if matt keeps his beard until the start of august can't be doing that. I can't be doing forty degree with this kind of this kind of face. Like it's just, it's just gonna get worse and worse. So, um, yeah, when the when we when the wake wing comes, whenever that may be, um, or the end of the season, whichever whichever comes first. You watch, uh, you watch the um, the first away win at season will be at Bristol City, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep coming on. We'll keep trying trying to be positive. We'll try keep trying to have a laugh as best as we can. Gallows humour and all that. We will be back uh, on Thursday because we've got a really easy game. Saturday should be absolutely fun. We're away at Leeds United. Beards um, off Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question for you, Matt. Though before we go, 
Um, when we eventually do win away, or is at the end of the season, will you be shaving it live on the podcast? I can't. It's probably difficult to host that while I'm shaving, though. Um, <laughs> It'd be funny. Me and Matt would just sit in silence, just laughing. You're like, um, if there's enough demand for it, I suppose we could. I'm just looking forward to them. I'm just looking forward to a shave now, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, we will we will see what people want, I suppose. Um, make sure you subscribe if you haven't done already. We've got we quite a lot on on deadline day, so keep do subscribing. We'd love to get 1500 uh, if we can. Um, Shelly asks, Are we boycotting Saturday? If so, how come? I am we certainly won't be going. Um, I'm not sure that's a boycott or not, but I certainly won't be paying 45, but we'll cover this on Thursday, maybe. Yeah, um, but none of us are going, and I think if you are going, good luck to you. You've got more sense, that's all. I'll yeah. Say. Yeah, we're not going to. I'm not not going to judge you either way if you're going mm. or not going. Um, sure, so, so, yeah. if you want, well, judge people. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Okay, we'll get some get some words together. And you can tell us on Thursday. All right, no worries. Yeah, sound sound. I also want to apologize if the if the editing was a bit off on the the last episode from the audio listeners. It was midnight and I needed to go to bed, so I just booked everything in where as close as I could. Um, so apologies about that. Um, it's it probably a bit of anger as well that we'd announced two signings after we'd finished as well. That as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't help. Uh, yes, thank you everybody for being with us. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube or iTunes or Spotify if that's where you're watching. We give us a five star rating on iTunes or Spotify if you're also watching there as well. Mick, thank you very much for being fun with us. It's, it's something. I've never been described as fun before. No, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, Danny, thank you very much for doing this. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been something on it. Yeah, yeah, family therapy once again. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. And as always, up the Millers. Up, up the Millers. Millers. It's a wild, wild to a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. Oh. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box for Duffy, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! Duffin has scored an absolute screamer for Rotherham United. Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season.